Hello, Echoers. I hope you're having a good day if you're listening to this episode by day. And I hope you had a great day and will have a good night if you're listening to this by night and before bed. I'll be your host for today. My name is Luisa. Welcome to a new episode from Echo Podcast. A podcast brought to you by the English Speakers Club Um, a cultural club from the University of Sciences and Technologies, Hoerbundin. Life is full of nice things, like food, iced coffee, um, vacations, Champions League nights, and babies. I know not everyone shares the same opinion about babies, but I do find them cute. Um, because all they think about is food and sleep. I mean, what a life they be living. All fun. Who has seen a little baby and didn't want, for once, to play with them, tickles them, or make them laugh? Or maybe had the urge to satisfy them and make them want nothing else. By the way, do you actually know what attracts us to babies like that? Um, in the 30s, an Australian ethologist called Conrad Lawrence Rose started making research about human behavior and trying to explain why humans do what they do, like, why are we like this? In the end, he came with something called Lawrence's Law. This law tells us that the attraction to little cute things is related to its shape and size. Yes, to his shape and size, that's weird, but it's a fact. What does that mean? I'll explain, dear listeners. Back in the 30s, Mr. Conrad Lawrence Rose suggested that babies had common things with animals, like um, big, cute cheeks, round um round bodies big heads <laughs> i know they don't have like big heads but um comparing it to their bodies they have big heads things that we find in most babies according to mr lawrence these qualities are irresistible for humans everything that has the the baby schema is irresistible to human beings. Our love for cute small babies is something innate. Biologically, when we see children, our bodies become happier because um, a small area in the human's brain starts working and um, this area is called the limbic cortex system.
This area is particularly responsible of happiness. If you eat chocolate or get good grades, for example, do the things you love, this system starts doing its job and pushes you to do or to get more of that thing that is making you happy right now. Actually, the same exact area reacts to the people you see or the, um, the things that makes you sad or angry. Like, it reacts to the things that makes you happy, but it also reacts to things that makes you or make you sad or angry. Back to babies. When you see the little cute creatures... This area makes your brain release dopamine, the same hormone that our bodies release when we feel the love. Same thing happens when you are happy or um, seeing a cute baby smiling at you or laughing at you when you're tickling them. The strength of Lawrence's love exceeds even people so now i want you to imagine um the pain you get when you get shot i want you to imagine it as a long um yellow sharpened edges like generally an ugly thing but I also, on the other hand, I want you to imagine a cute pink teddy bear. Just a cute pink teddy bear. Obviously, you will never say that the bullet's pain was cute or nice or good. I mean, it's literally pain. But now, imagine another bullet's pain as a small tiny round thing and also imagine the teddy bear as a big ugly one instantly you will see the bullet spain as a cute thing and the teddy bear as a scary one <laughs> and here we are finding Lawrence's law again every time you will see a round um, a small size thing you'll find it cute and you will find like you will feel attracted to it well basically that was not just some random talk about babies and cuteness and ugliness it was just a small try to understand the instinct of human beings us humans all over our lives we face some things that changes our visions um, for the universe. But babies, babies are like a white blank paper. So in the same try to understand human beings, some, some unhuman scientists did some experiments on babies, which is a very unacceptable thing. And I just wanted to mention that 
these terrifying, horrible experiments on those little creatures we talked about earlier were totally unhuman. So if you ever get an idea to experiment such a thing on babies, you'll find me there waiting for you, watching you on your way to jail. No kidding about that, though. Anyways... You know what game most people enjoy playing with babies? Or like, not babies, like big babies. The, um, the hide and seek, but without them knowing that you're actually playing with them. Like hiding and then just saying peekaboo and scaring them a bit. Well, some people will find that evil, but others find that little fear amusing. On the other hand, other people found that little fear um, curious, that that little fear made some researchers curious. How? They thought that babies are not supposed to get scared with instinct, but they learn to fear things. Like, um, if I fear failing my exams, it is because I know the consequences. Same thing with babies. They learned from their environments to fear things. In other research were made, they noticed that babies don't show any fear reactions until they reach 8 months old. But that doesn't mean that babies don't have some instinctive fears, like fearing loud noises, or fearing heights. Loud noises activates the acoustic system in the human body. So when there's a loud noise around us, our brain automatically relate that to the presence of a danger. Now talking about heights. Back in the 30s, they made some experiments where they made children believe that they are in a very high place. So they brought some babies. Um, their ages were from like 6 months to 14 months old. And they put them on, a, on top of a, of a table. Um, that table was sticked to another glass table. So when the babies walked or um, crawled to the other table, the researchers um, observed how they reacted. Um, the babies moved from the, the wooden table to the glass one. And researchers um, watched them. And from that experiment, they discovered the instinctive fear of heights for babies. And I know I had the same question too. If fearing heights was an instinctive thing. Why would some people actually love and enjoy skydiving? I mean, weren't they afraid from, like, since forever from heights? Like, literally, they were born with, um, with uh, the fear of heights. Well, this and that are total different things. Basically, Fear is a defense technique that the human being uses to 
protects himself because fear makes us think smarter we basically um, fear fire because it burns and the human brain knows that so it's something that we learned speaking of can we actually teach babies to fear something back in the beginning of the 19th century a russian scientist called Ivan Pavlov made some experiments to see if he can actually teach ducks to attribute a certain act to something in their environment. So he brought some ducks and he made some noises like bell rings. Um, once the bells ring, he feeds the, the ducks and he kept doing that for a while until the dogs actually learned and knew that when the bell rings it's food time like it's um they they even prepare themselves to eat this type of learning is called conditioning but unfortunately Pavlov's experiments inspired a lot of other researchers to know if this conditioning learning can actually work with humans and especially babies i honestly still don't understand how no one actually objected to this terrible idea and actually agreed on making experiments on babies because that was terrible anyways the experiments will be or the experiment we'll be talking about is called the Little Albert Experiment. In 1919, a researcher called John Watson was so inspired by what Pavlov did and his experiment with dogs. So he started questioning his himself. Can we teach children to fear things? Like Pavlov did with dogs? Well, he tried answering his question with a small experiment, but with zero humanity. He brought a small, cute, little, nine-month-old baby called Albert, and he put him in a room, and he, and he decided to watch his reaction and behavior with um, different things. So he brought a monkey, a white mouse, and a rabbit. He noticed that the, in the beginning of the experiment, the little Albert was not afraid. Um, remember what we said earlier, humans are not born with the fear of such things. Albert actually was so happy with those animals and he started playing with them. You can actually watch the videos of the experiment. His reaction was, um, I found it kind of cute. That was the first part of the experiment. He wrote what he observed in his notebook. First experiment, no reaction. He decided to go further, so he made a second part for the experiment. And it was a horrible one. When Watson noticed that the little Albert was not afraid from these little animals, he decided to go further. He grabbed the mouse and put it in front of Albert. 
And when the little baby was about to start playing with um, with the little mouse, he made a scary noise with, um, I don't know, he knocked something like a hammer. Albert heard the, the noise and he started screaming and crying because, and um, as I mentioned earlier, loud voices are an instinctive fear. Albert calms down a little and the heartless Watson do the same thing over and over. After several times, Albert was in a very bad condition. Whenever they put the mouse around him, he starts screaming and crying hilariously, even without the noise, because he knew what comes with the mouse, the loud, scary noises. You think that was it? Well, you wish. Five days after the experiment, they noticed that Albert's fear and phobias wasn't only of mouses, but with everything that have things in common with the white mouse, even Santa, since he has a white bird. Watson did all that only to prove that the conditioning can also work with humans. Thank God little Albert got better after some time from that experiment and he was not afraid anymore from mice. And that what they called fear extension. Watson's experiment is one of the most famous psychological experiments in the human conditioning. So, dear listeners, you know that we are living this life and at some point most of us may get married and have children later these children are in fact cute joyful um beautiful everything cute but they are also a big responsibility because and even without knowing we'll practice the conditioning with your children. So make sure to teach them fearing what is actually bad for them and not fear living their lives. Oh, you're still here. Thank you for listening. Our episode has reached an end. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Make sure to check the other episodes and to give us your opinion about this one on our social media pages. Thank you so much and have a blessed day.